This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Bing, bang, bong, it weren't. I'm James. Hey, Faye, did you think that was funny? Yes, that's funny. <laughs> Welcome to Sister Pod, the RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast. Today, we are recapping episode four of Drag Race UK, and it's the Girl Group Challenge. Do you think the Girl Group Challenge it has now become more iconic than Snatch Game itself for UK? For UK, 100%. Like, mm. absolutely. Um, though it's good because now the season queen, season four queens don't need to worry about like having to live up to anything. So that's really good for them. <laughs> We've got an episode jam-packed, filled of shade with that. Uh, joining us this week is YouTuber Too Much Michael. So let's get into it. Too Much Michael, thank you so much for joining us over from Toronto. Uh, how have you been enjoying UK this season? So far, it's a blast. I really love the girls. I feel like every Mm -hmm. season, they keep stepping it up. Last season, I was like, I don't know how they're going to top this. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I'm being honest, I don't know if they have (laughs) for season. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed, yeah. But uh, the girls are really great. Um, I'm liking a lot of what I'm seeing. Very polished. Like, Crystal is freaking ridiculous for 19 years old. Oh my god oh my god it's insane like and actually because like canada is kind of you know very it's sort of tied between the uk and the us like which do you find yourself yeah. sort of like relating strongly to the to like to the english season in a way that you don't to the american one or like able to like get the humor in a way that like yeah. maybe the americans don't necessarily canadian humor is very close to british humor i would want to say uk humor um I love, the only thing is the accents. I struggle. (laughs) Sometimes they come in and they say something and I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Work. Who who has the most difficult to comprehend accent? Uh, Last season was like um, Lawrence Cheney for me. I was like, I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm here with you. <laughs> this season it's not so bad. Everyone it's really easy for me to understand them, except for like Kitty Scott Claus last week when she was doing that whole shtick on stage. I didn't really get everything she was saying, but I'm like, I'm living though. I'm enjoying this, so that's all that matters. Yeah, I was wondering because Kitty probably has the most regional accent, I guess, out of all the remaining queens. So I was wondering, was she the one that she'd struggle with the most? All right. Yeah. Uh, the episode opens up with uh, a bit of drama between Vanity and Sharitza. And I just thought I'd mention it because Sharitza had a fantastic line about like, I thought I would have liked to see you YouTube. And Sharitza was like, well, you can look that up on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was just a funny way to diffuse the tension. And then Vanity straight be like, don't come for me, girl. I was like, no, that was just a bit of comedy. So the thing I felt so sorry for was poor Veronica after like the massive sort of big kind of like, oh, this is this is her moment. She's coming back. She was unfairly had to leave the competition. Like she like left last week in like a really, truly atrocious outfit. And then like didn't even get like, oh, like got completely overlooked even at the beginning. Of this episode. And then it felt as if she wasn't even there. Like you kind of just instantly, she wasn't even a queen who's like, like sort of whose energy you missed in the workroom. And I just felt so sorry for her, for someone who like had such, an amount of like pressure and sort of came in with this massive wind mm-hmm. in her sails. I feel like she had a way bigger presence last season than she has this season. She came and she left and we just did not even recognize that she was there. I, I, you're yeah. right. I, she could have not been in the season at all and I wouldn't have noticed. And that's sad. Yeah, because I mean, like, even her departure was kind of like overshadowed last week by uh, Victoria Scone going. So there was like a feeling of, like, it was kind of like, oh, right, bye. Like, it was very much like an Irish exit that kind of like vanished off and like no one would mm. even notice too much. Um, yeah. And, and then, I think yeah, that's that, like, why it felt so unremarkable when she's gone because like oh do we miss her energy well no because there's a bigger energy missing and that's victoria that's not a size joke mm-hmm. you know yeah. like generally yeah. like she uh like i miss she, victoria yeah, yeah i miss see, victoria that's a, too I, that's a, 
because that's what I found myself thinking this week. It was like, actually, I was like, oh, I'd love to see what like Victoria would have done with this. I bet her mm. lyrics would have been really funny. And I was like, I did not wonder what Veronica's lyrics would have been. I was like. <laughs> then basically, there's no mini challenge. We're straight into it. Gets bit up into their teams. Scarlet and Vanity get to pick. Who would you have chosen if you got to pick uh, Michael from the from the cast? Who would you thought you know stood what? out? When I was watching it, I kept thinking, Vanity is picking the right girls. I would have done mm-hmm. the exact same thing. No substitutions. And I said, I would have to have Theresa May. She's not the most coordinated, but she will get, help me in the funny factor. Mm-hmm. I have to have um, Ella Vaday. She's a Broadway star, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. And, well, River Medway, I would... I think she would look cute in whatever outfit we were all in. So I'm like, yeah, add yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, o- the only, like, I think Team Vanity was undoubtedly the strongest. The only substitution you might have made would have been Kitty Scott Claus for River Medway. But then yeah. I think that might have been too much personality with Kitty and, and Teresa. So actually, and then ultimately with the, like, lovely story and the real, like, sort of genuine authenticity of, of what River did, like, that added like genuine emotion to a really stupid song. It's no bing bang bong, I'll say that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it it but it turned like I definitely agree with you, but actually in hindsight you probably could have replaced Kitty with Ella because Ella actually ended up bringing less to it than River did. Um but based on what you might expect, yeah. you probably would have expected less from River. True. Kitty could have easily replaced Ella. They're interchangeable, those two at this point. They're very big mm-hmm. personalities, big drag, Broadway-esque girls. Yeah. I, I was really shocked at Ella Day. I was like, what is this stage fright? You were walking in the workroom resume first, telling everyone yeah. that I got every role that Veronica Green ever auditioned for. So <laughs> what happened? She went up to the mic and she froze. Yeah. The, I, I wonder, like, they, they very much... Well, actually, first... And like most importantly, Michael, I need to know from a Canadian perspective, have steps cracked the North American states? <laughs> or where you just like, who the heck are these people? <laughs> I literally said in my reaction video, I'm gonna need to Google these people after I'm done here. <laughs> so just before you before you go and Google, they are like they're iconic. They are like they are probably one of the biggest. Like, they would have been in that same sort of set of like pop groups that the Spice Girls appeared within, and they like have like decades of like absolutely massive like pop bop, pop bops. They give me like their biggest hit. Let me see if I can. I would say tragedy. I, I'm gonna say tragedy, I think you've five, oversold six, seven, them there now. Oh no. <laughs> No, I don't, think they, I don't think their career lasted a decade. So definitely not decades of pop hits. Yes, they do. <laughs> I think oh it, my was, God. it was like 99 to about 2003. But then they came back and they've had an amazing resurgence as well. Very take that. No big hits um, though. Even if, it, even if it's good, no big hits. Scared of the Dark was a huge hit. No. We're going to fall out over this. It wasn't a hit. I'm not saying it wasn't good. It wasn't a hit. Let me tell you. I know my charts. Um, but they've, it was not they've a just hit. they've just released a song with Michelle Visage over here as well. So they um, so they've Wait. done this new thing with her. Yeah, the, I saw Michelle Visage with a bunch of people doing a, some type of music video. Is, is that them? That's yeah. Them. That was them. Yeah. Oh, they're cute. <laughs> I like them. Yeah. They- <laughs> During the whole walkthrough of the choreography section, I was like, why are you here? <laughs> yes, that was so strange. I was like, why why aren't you giving them any choreo? Well, just to like just to like go further down this steps rabbit hole. So H and Claire, the two who were doing the singing coaching, like mm-hmm. they were the big personalities in the band. They were the ones that everyone knew. And they like there was a very acrimonious split around 2003, as Keen pointed out. And H and Claire started their own group called H and Claire and went on to have some mediocre level sort of success yeah, it was a flop. so they would be the ones that everyone would know and they obviously like oh we can't just invite h and steps along or h and claire along so they just needed faye and lee to come in and just sit there like they, did, they didn't think yeah. they have a job for and them. faye got to the final of dancing with the stars in the uk so they were like well, she can dance uh, yeah, yeah exactly what lee did and 
Don't know. Well, a personal trainer and has abs. I mean, oh. what else? What else? <laughs> I mean, that's all you need in this gay world. And you're exactly. Sad, so <laughs> exactly, yeah. Someone to call your daddy on grinder. What, that's it. What's the whole story behind the lead singer who was in Dubai? What was that? She wasn't the lead singer. She was just called Lisa. Oh. Her name is Lisa. So she, so she um, had a baby in Dubai at the beginning of the pandemic. So was trapped there and hasn't been able to get back since for whatever reason. We don't know whether she's trapped in Dubai. We don't know whether she's there willingly. Actually, she, she had, I would say, almost a, a more <laughs> successful solo career than H and Claire did. Uh, because I would agree with you. Yeah, I love it. Um, Kitty Scott Claus alluded in her confessional that Lisa was like the actual star. She would be the she would be the the tabloid darling. Uh, so she was definitely the one who kind of like you would have been seeing her in the like sidebar of shame on the Daily Mail <laughs> quite a bit. Um, and she had a, a a brother who kind of like you know came in in her coattails a bit and was kind of like dating a lot of skanky page three models and stuff. So it was all like trashy in and that also way that, that British tabloids love. Lisa was called Lisa Scott Lee, so maybe Kitty Scott Claus has some sort of, you know, connection with the, uh, with the Scots. I don't know. There could be some tie in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they, they knew that, like, if they brought Lisa Scott Lee and Emma Bunton, that, like, Kitty Scott Claus would have a full <laughs> break. So they were like, we can't, we can't have both these girls. No. <laughs> Stay in Dubai. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah, they break them into their groups anyway. Which name did you think was better, the Slice Girls or Pick and Mix? Pick and Mix, I I like the Slice Girls. It's I, I like that name better. It's easier I, I to too. to relate to and to just roll off the tongue. But yeah, the other one they killed it. Yeah, I I like Pick and Mix more as a name as well. I thought it was fun and I thought it was good the way like it was like they all have their unique role in the band. Like like I thought it it worked better. I thought the Slice Girls was a bit kind of like I was wondering were they going to go down some kind of like a pizza based <laughs> kind of route. Fancy a slice, <laughs> Jenny Lemon. Yeah, that would. <laughs> I just think I'm like pepperoni. looking at like UK lineups, like when they're going to be touring the UK because they've won. I don't know if they're going to be as big, but it's like the Frock Destroyers, the United King Dolls, the Slice Girls. They seem like a more headline act. Whereas if you just see pick and mix on an act on a poster you might just think it's confectionery so i don't know i don't i i i i disagree because <laughs> i think you're gonna know that it's uh, you know especially in this in this god-given week where little mix are <clears throat> all over the place yeah. how are you not instantly going to be like connecting oh yeah but i'm talking about eight weeks time or eight months time that's true who's the jesse nelson that's what i want to know <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, like you said, that we we've done the we've done the sort of awkwardly stinted, um, but yeah, choreo. that was a very that was really awkward that choreo bit where like they walked out on stage and they all kind of were just standing around like they were like waiting to be given a job, like you, you know, sort of like you're waiting on your mom to tell you what your chores were, like kind of yeah okay we'll just uh, i i found that very uncomfortable to watch and yeah. like like the fact that no one in the producer like that no one had told them what to do like i don't know i i didn't enjoy that bit i thought it was a bit you know let them be prepared and know what they're getting into before yeah, like, i didn't understand that they walk out yeah. to choreographers and then they're like um so what are you gonna do and they're like so wait you're not gonna teach us anything okay yeah i thought that was shady <laughs> of the producers to not tell them prepare for this because after RuPaul gives you the challenge there's a producer that actually comes in right after and explains in detail what's expected of you so I'm mm-hmm. like what what was that interaction about yeah yeah exactly it was because like it felt like they went out like it didn't feel just like they went out not really knowing what was happening it felt like they went out like having been prepared to receive kind of instruction from the people that they were meant to be and it just left a kind of a weird feeling of, but also like across the entire episode, right from like the song selection through to like the recording of the vocals and into the mirror moment and all the rest of it. It like, to me, it felt completely apparent exactly the way the episode was going to go. You knew that like from the moment that um, that Scarlett picked the like the fast one, you were like, okay, they're overconfident. They're going to think they got this. They're going to mess this up somehow. The slow jams are going to win. And it was all like this kind of redemption, sort of Phoenix from the ashes. They come out, they look at us, we're a hot mess. Oh, wait a minute now, suddenly we've got amazing choreography. Like, I don't know, it took any tension out of the episode for me. 
because I was just like it felt it feels like such a foregone conclusion the direction we're going. There's a lot of foreshadowing. I knew that Scarlet's group was going to the dogs the moment they put those outfits on the table. I said, "Okay, you're losing." <laughs> yeah, Joe. So I have to say, it wasn't as much of a sure thing for me. Like I thought, God, like. I would have thought Scarlet's team, you know, probably had some people that you'd expect to have done well, people who I like, and they have a bigger song. And I was like, are the gays going to love a slow jam? I just was very doubtful. And then it slowly began. And it wasn't until I saw the the choreo come together for the second, for the for the slice or for the pick and mix and Faye it to be like, yes, that's funny. I love when people say that's funny rather than laughing. I'm like, if it's funny, then laugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's obviously not funny then. Um, so it wasn't until that kind of point that I was like, "Oh, actually, I think they probably have this now." Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that there was a lot of. To be honest, I kind of also had anticipated the the fact that no one was going home in this episode. I think that they they didn't they didn't use the the double chante last week because they obviously realized that Veronica wasn't bringing it, so they were like, "Let's not save her." And then I think it, they need the numbers kept for that. Like, it just, it felt like kind of, I, I still really enjoyed the episode overall. I thought it was really fun. It had some very funny lines. And I loved Alan Carr was on fire tonight on the, the judging panel. But it just was a little bit of me that was like, okay, right, let's just get through this and we'll be in the same place we were at the beginning of this week, at the beginning of next week. <laughs> I was very disappointed by that ending, to be honest with you. I'm not a fan of using a double chante just for the sake of it. I understand that. BBC Three ordered a specific amount of episodes, and Veronica's yeah. Victoria Scone <laughs> got sent home. So we have to <laughs> figure out another a way to like keep it going. But put two people in the bottom that are going to put on a show, and then yeah. use it because this yeah, was not exactly. it. They could have both went home, and I would have been fine with it. But the two of them staying, I didn't uh, see it. I know. It's like you know what mess it up put crystal and kitty scott claws into the bottom let them do the absolute like let them like absolutely destroy the stage and then be like okay now you guys can stay you put on a show <laughs> i would feel more fulfilled <laughs> with that <laughs> yeah. I, I probably would have felt better if scarlet went home i think because she'd given up it felt like um and it felt like that was more of a fitting ending and i mm. i was doubting the double chante i was like it's a possibility here but i'm not too sure because they've never used it before in uk as far as i remember so um yeah yeah, I can't remember them using it either. Yeah. But let's jump back anyway to the vocal warm-up. There was a lot more content I felt in this. I think we got to know each other better. I thought H came across really well for this moment with River Medway. In the background as well was Ian Masterson, who is kind of uh, someone who has a great catalogue of pop songs behind, under his belt, from like, you know, like Kylie Minogue and, and loads of other people, like, you know, Danny, not just the Minogue sisters, but loads <laughs> of those. Minogue, Danny Minogue, all the Minogue. <laughs> I'm like Atomic Kitten, but I'm worried if you didn't know Steps, you might not know Atomic Kitten. But yeah, like loads of early <laughs> 2000s pop groups, he would have worked with them. Because I was wondering why MNEK wasn't there from last season, because he gave us the first two season songs, which were iconic. Uh, this one did seem a bit lackluster in comparison, so I hope they highlight M and EK again for next season. So let's get into the performances. First up was the Slice Girls. Um how would you like out of ten, how well would you say it was? What, did you think it was like an absolute car crash? I'll give them a four. Okay. That's pretty that's that's not a car crash, but it's definitely like <laughs> you, you 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 reverse into somebody. Yeah, it's a little fender bender, you know, a little scratch yeah. on the paint. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. just so confused i mean they all have the same amount of hours to rehearse after the cameras stopped rolling and went back in the hotel room and everything and i just they didn't know what they were doing it was mm, yeah, three it was... people just wandering around in the dark and then you had kitty scott claus performing yeah i completely agree with that um i i i i, I there was bits of it that i did actually quite enjoy like I, I did like um like Crystal's lyrics are very generic, but like I thought with the look and everything, it kind of came together in a way that I enjoyed watching. But I, I do get what Michelle was saying is like I feel like I I feel like there's this armor up that you just aren't getting to know this person, which is gonna need to soften out if 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 Crystal is gonna like head to to win the thing. I did enjoy parts of Charity Case's lyrics, like the bit where, where Charity Case was like on the floor, like banging, banging her fist. I, I really thought that was, those lyrics were funny. That mm-hmm. performance was funny, but she did stand out. 
Um, Scarlet, like nothing about it worked for me. No. Nothing about it worked for me. And then it was like as if like Kitty Scott Claus had been like teleported in from a different performance. Yeah. And was just like like just sort of there on their own, just trying to like, you know, like on the Titanic, trying to like perform to entertain everything <laughs> that went down. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kitty hit just at the point where I was getting bored that I was like oh Kitty's got close and has to come that's great and that kept my interest then just to the end of the song so it was actually well timed it wasn't good and then Scarlett didn't know any of her own lyrics I was like whoa you can't allow your nerves to get the better of you in that way in a competition that's televised baby girl that's not good mm. no but like I, I was trying to think if the, like actually yeah so remember in the share rusical asia o'hara forgot the lyrics but then like made a like a joke out of it and made a point out of it and like kind of like owned it and was confident in how it, it happened and you know like you you still get beaten up by the judges for it or whatever but like it's it's the giving up and the kind of like mm, the, like yeah. rolling your eyes and kind of getting like that's where like th- that's where the, the that's where the disappointment comes in because yeah. you should be able to just kind of be like I'm going to deal with this I'm going to figure out a way around it and be agile enough because I'm sure that everyone's forgotten lyrics when they're performing oh, when they're doing lyrics for sure you have to just roll with us yeah she defeated yeah. herself and it's very unfortunate because it's like okay you messed up the lyrics but then you were so obvious about it and then you were bumping into people on the stage you didn't know you're blocking <laughs> Oh God! It's like it was so awkward. Every time they were supposed to move, you could tell she was like, "Oh, where do I go? Where do I go?" Mm. Oh God! The bit where, like, at one point they were all doing like some weird overhead pointy thing, and she did like hands on hips, and it just was like, <laughs> I was like, "This is like a setup for like a dance class in like a, a sitcom where the person doesn't know what's happening." Yeah. Like this is it feels produced to be this bad. If only she had a microphone, she could have then put the microphone to the audience and she didn't know the words because that's like that's that's the industry trick, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. It was so um, sad to see. I mean, it was funny. I laughed a lot through their performance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it worse than Banana Drama? Huh. I'm going to give you 10 points. I don't know where I'm getting them from or what they mean, if you can remember the name. Phil of... Harmony. Oh, well done. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> I am a drag race fan. <laughs> <laughs> Because I I thought that I thought it, I thought banana drama would have been better, but that it and filled harmony was probably it filled harmony was on a was on a par with it for me. Yeah, they both so saying, equally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you say all three are the same. You're saying banana drama is slightly better. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I feel I feel the fact that Kitty. Scott Claus was on that team. I think she was better than any of uh, Felt Harmony or even Blana Drama. So I would say, like, as hair better. Even friend of the pod, all round good girl, our favorite Cheryl Hole. Oh, yeah, Cheryl <laughs> was great. And Tia Coffee was good too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe recency bias. Maybe I'm just biased because I just watched it. Maybe I need to go back and watch all the shit shows again and then I can make my executive <laughs> yeah. decision. So in comparison then, along come Pick and Mix. Uh, how, what, would you, what would you give them out of 10, Michael? Oh, Pick and Mix, they were a solid eight for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only thing that could have made it a 10 was if they had a more upbeat song, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You move. <laughs> But for what they got, they spin that into gold, if you think about it. The choreography mm-hmm. yeah. was so seamless. It looked like they've been rehearsing that for a while. And they, they they came up with it on the spot while in front of those helping, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they came up with that on the spot and the lyrics were great. River Medway made me like love her more. Um, mm-hmm. Even Ella Vade's song turned out really well, even though she was struggling in the recording session. Like all of them. I love Theresa May. She was yeah. hilarious in it. Uh, you could tell that Vanity Milan was giving it her all. Like she was yeah. dancing like she was trying to be Beyonce in this slow song. I don't know what she was. She was doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved all of it. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I, th- I, the worst for me is is one of my favorites from the group. Oh, I love Treats as well, but I, I really like Ella Day, but I thought her vocals sounded really strained on it, and I was like, this isn't working for you, girl, like this. But it picked up from there then, and I thought it was very strong. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if we'll ever hear this in a nightclub the same way we hear UK Hun, but if it is, we know what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing the chest pops. We're going to be doing the sort of kitty hands. I'm going to a drag way. show this weekend, and I feel like this is all I'm going to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> the same way with like, UK oh. Hun, you want to be you know bending down on your friend and smacking their arse. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you need the iconic dance move, and they delivered that. Yeah, I think that they did. A, they did a really good job. I I do wish that they'd had, but I, I I actually really enjoyed it. I thought that it sounded the most like of the two of them. It sounded like the, it, it's definitely the one you would go back and listen to again on Spotify and decide to listen to. And the lyrics were brilliant. River Medway's whole story throughout the episode around around like her mother and COVID, it was so moving and just like I, I don't know, it was like it, it really like it brought it it properly brought a tear yeah, to my too. eye. Like um, watching it, hearing her talk about that and and sharing it as part. It felt really authentic sharing it as part of the song. All of the lyrics are really good. The choreography was really clean. It felt like a performance that, it, as you were saying, been put together kind of like a bit more in advance, like with some more kind of like time to rehearse it. Yeah, like it was head and shoulders better than the the um the other ones. Even if the producer-driven narrative of like socking it to the to the guys who thought they were better than everyone wasn't like kind of in motion, mm-hmm. you're like, this is just so good. They were definitely gonna win. Yeah. yeah. What was so funny was um <laughs> after uh the Slice Girls performed, I had the exact same reaction as Vanity de Milan. <laughs> and then when uh, Pick and Mix performed the girls back. I love that they show the girls backstage. By the way, watching. Mm, oh, me too. I was like, this is nice. I like this edit. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. which one of the girls was it. Um, Charity case. Charity. Was, yeah. She was I think like, so, yeah. Uh, I think we're neck and neck. I'm like, girl, where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminded me. That scene reminded me of. Do you remember in season one where the Frock Destroyers had performed and it did the shot backstage and it was like. Um, God, name winner completely escaped the Vivian. My, my, the Vivian. The Vivian, well, it went bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was just like, that is the same energy I'm picking up from all of them. I was like, well, okay, see you in the bottom, girls. <laughs> yeah. I think one of my favorite parts of the performance actually was whenever Medway kind of ran off to the left to do her solo and the camera cuts back to the other three doing proper like backing singer, like sways from side to side. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. a really great device to let them all break away and have their solo moment and then come back together as that unit. I thought that worked really well. Yeah. Also that like cheesy kind of like in those like like girl group, pop group ballads of where they kind of come together and it's all like chummy and it's like, our, yeah. but like there is the kind of like tension going on. Like It just, it hit all the notes it needed to hit. Mm. <laughs> It was one of the cleanest girl group um, performances I've ever seen, to be honest. Despite the whole ballad thing, I still can't get over it. Why would they do that to us? Yeah. Well, I I was thinking, I was like, (laughs) this is a good way of, you know, maximizing the streams, I guess, because at least they feel like two different songs, even if they are the same song. Whereas no one listens to Phil Harmony and Banana Drama because it's like, well, it's the same song, just with worse lyrics. So I figured mm-hmm. this is Ruse being like, you know, capitalist hat on. Trying to get two slices of pie. Well, yeah. guess what? You're still only getting one slice of pie. <laughs> I wish they would just come up with two separate beats and just completely different songs about the same topic or something like that. So we feel like yeah, yeah. separate songs. But I guess one will still be better than the other if it's two different songs. But yeah. you know, well, in America, um, I think it was yeah, season thirteen that just passed. Both mm-hmm. songs were really great, but yeah, they did have the same beat, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Which were the two songs? There was Lucky and what Oh, no, the, in the very in the first two episodes you did was it phenomenon and congratulations. Oh yeah, there are two separate songs, phenomenon congratulations, yeah. and I listen to both of them. They're both yeah, great. me too. Yeah, but I, I suppose those queens phenomenon, but don't compete with each other. I guess is the thing on that episode. They're just competing in amongst themselves, and no one goes yeah. home. So it is, I suppose, slightly different, but. Yeah, I think that is the pitfall. But yeah, I'd love to see two songs. Like if we had two really great bangers and you could pick between the two of them, that would be that would be better. Yeah. Yeah, I would like that too. We head over to the runway. The category was Night of a Thousand Spice Girls. I was surprised by how much scary spice we saw. And I was disgusted <laughs> at how little posh spice we saw. Honestly, 
what is wrong with the UK that Posh Spice was not on that runway tonight? Maybe they're holding a grudge this because is Brexit. she didn't do this the is Brexit. union tour. They're like, we're not Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted someone flexible to get out there wearing a little black dress and then just lie in the runway and put their legs straight up in the air like that. Well, I thought, you know, scare, or Posh Spice would be a great person to do a reveal into. Like you could come out of Scary Spice and then reveal into Posh Spice would be a good way of doing her, you know, I think because what she wears is always so minimal. That's smart. True. That would have been gaggy. Yeah. But first up was Crystal Versace. Again, I think my top two of the week with her Baby Spice look. It was fierce. Crystal is consistently so freaking polished. I can't mm-hmm. stand it. There's, I tried, because I'm, I'm really critical. <laughs> and I watch it and I'm like, it's not always the most fashion forward thing, but the fact that she's so polished, it's always wowing me. And there was yeah. nothing aesthetically wrong. She looked better than Baby Spice did back in oh, yeah. the day. Like the outfit was so good. Yeah, and it was like you instantly understood the reference. You like there was nothing it couldn't have been. It was elevated. It was like it. It was beautiful. I'll say obviously when Kitty Scott Claus saw that outfit coming out, she must have just thought to herself, "Well, thank God I was the only one with any sort of decent <laughs> performance abilities in the challenge because like this is gonna blow my baby spice out of the water." Yeah. Like my only critique was, I wish she had a rounder face. So I'm like, I'm literally complaining about her bio, her biology. That's how like nitty gritty you'd have well, to go. Her to original face her. might have been rounder because she did get jaws lines like implanted. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, it was so good. But I think it is really telling that she was one of the last picked for the challenge because that really screams to where I see her in the pecking order, which is you kill it every week, but I'm still not rooting for you. I think that is interesting. Yeah. I, and I think the I judges seen say, any... right, it's that you look, she looks so polished and so put together, but there's a wall and there's like a void of personality there where we're like, mm-hmm. we can't connect to you, so we can't root yeah. for you. Yeah. And I, we haven't really had like a personality challenge yet. Like they're, they're, I think it's it's been mostly kind of like those like performance mm-hmm. challenges so and you, you like I suppose like you're not seeing a huge amount of her in the workroom. You're not seeing like a huge number of her talking heads, except for in like sort of catty one-liners. So you aren't really getting to know her. So you're not like falling in love with her in the same way you are with like River or Teresa. Um. So I think that she next week, which seems to be more of an acting-based challenge, I think she really needs to like show personality, mm-hmm. um, yeah. in order to kind of try and. Like, just show she's well-rounded. Because otherwise, it's going to all be, feel very one-note. And if she does, she's going to win. Because it's going to be that moment where we find out a query is funny or got make is funny. Like, if she can do that, yeah. she has it. Yeah, exactly. If she has that moment. That, that what was it? What was the robot that Gigi Good did in Snatch ah, Game? I can never remember the name. Sophia? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of them is the... I can't remember what's the name of the real robot or one of them because she couldn't use the real robot's name because it's trademarked. So she did Sophia, I think, but I don't know what the real one is or vice mm. versa. I'm not really sure. But yeah, she needs that moment. She needs her Sophia moment. Mm, she does. Uh, Charity Case came up next with her Scary Spice meets Dr. Zeus meets Madonna in the music video. It was great, but it was... <laughs> Like, was um, it Scary Spice? Uh, no, it was not. <laughs> when I saw it, I said this was an off, 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 off Broadway revival of Cats. <laughs> <laughs> scary Spice, no. And I don't care what Baby Spice says. I don't see Mel B in this getup at all. No, no, no. Like I, I completely agree. It was, it was a spectacular outfit for like an animal runway mm-hmm. or like a kind of a spooky runway. Or a cat's runway. Like, if it had been an Andrew Lloyd Webber runway. But then again, didn't we have um, Crystal in an amazing sort of cat-type outfit about two weeks ago? Yeah, she did. And, like, to be fair, like, that one was kind of more elevated. But I, 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 yeah, I just think that it's a case of over-interpreting and not just, like, taking something simple and going with it. And I think that actually the judges would have been more shocked if Charity Case had walked out there in a little brown bob and a black mini dress, not from H&M. Yeah, I think so. Like, to a certain degree, Charity's like, I know what I'm doing. You know, I like to stand out for the wrong reasons. 
but then is annoyed that the judges don't like it which i'm kind of like you know what the judges like you didn't give it to them what you did was fantastic and it has its own audience and they're gonna love you for it but don't expect the judges to like something that we know they don't like is my only thing and i think mm. i suppose that just comes with accepting like if she went backstage and was like this is how i do drag if you don't like it send me home then it's like yeah fair play but she's kind of like i kind of just think we know now michelle and rupaul don't like that sort of stuff so if you're gonna do it don't be surprised if they don't like it that's kind of where i stand yeah i was like i get it your thing is shocking people you like to be outside the box and you have your own aesthetic she could have easily done a charity case look and still make it mel b where was the <laughs> big curly mel b hair why yes. did you do you did, did if you wanted to a feline face don't bring don't go that far with it still make it human looking yeah and <clears throat> yeah just things she could have done to make it more spice girls and less whatever that was it looked great <laughs> like she's very yeah. talented but it just wasn't what the thing called for yeah no i i i completely agree i think she like she went she yeah should have just like reined it in and she should know as well like i think kind of we've all seen enough of these like night of a thousand runways that the judges reward attention to detail and like giving like an impersonation or an interpretation that's really recognizable Mm -hmm. so and all of the other runways are open to be a bit more like interpreted in your own way so like you've the freedom to like really interpret them in a way that like is gonna be sort of like able to suit the style of drag you're in but when you get told we want to see a spice girl we want to see a spice girl they're so (laughs) iconic that's the thing with spice girls they're so iconic and so individual i mean look at the names they had scary such a what a time to be alive back then Mm. i loved it (laughs) joe what i heard recently i heard recently that actually it was a journalist who gave them those names it wasn't them who gave them the names themselves Really? Which oh makes God, the scary it. spice moniker even more racist, I feel, if it's not something that she owned herself. Yeah. Uh so yeah. And sporty being code for lesbian as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may need you. to fact check that, but that's what I heard recently. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it wasn't that the thing with scary spice, she was always given this like leopard print and animal print stuff, which was like, oh right, okay, the only black girl got all this like tribal print stuff. Yeah, and that's I mean, it's scary it, because she has a resting bitch face. I don't know. Yeah, that angry black. It, woman it shows that, how much yeah. um, Carnation Street I watched that I'm like, well, of course, the like big body one is going to have like animal print on, just like Bette Gilroy. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> There's a 1980s yeah. soap opera reference for three of our listeners. Shout out if you show. got that. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll move on to. Kitty Scott Claus's Baby Spice from the most recent world tour. I mean, obviously Kitty just didn't have the same budget that Crystal had coming into the show. And you just, you know, you just have to take it as it is. It did read Baby for me. The hairband was like, I've seen that in Primark for two euro, that hairband. It's like proper, like budget hairband. But I feel that's kind of Baby Spice. It was a perfectly fine look. Mm-hmm. You're right. She didn't have the same budget as Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought... When people are doing a night of a thousand whatever, I say there are two ways to go about it. Do an exact replica if it's already an elaborate outfit or if it's a more subdued outfit, drag it out. Like make Mm -hmm. it, like take it to the next level. And I felt like she kind of just went into the lane of trying to replicate what it was. And it came off a bit cheap, but I was very okay with it. I felt like it was fine. Yeah, she sold she sold it very well, and like I didn't like I sort of wish that the like I I think that after the Madonna one, everyone's always afraid that they're going to pick the same look and then it's going to be like kind of a big you know there's going to be that big mess up again. But I like I sort of wish that most more of them had gone more like '90s proper kind of like old school rather than picking because a lot of the looks came from that like reunion tour like the the sporty spice one was well like and i just was like no i don't want to see like this like no, a reinterpretation from it. wannabe no but that was the i don't know like that it felt very like anyway i can't remember now i'm gonna i'm gonna 
gonna not tie myself up in knots but basically i was like i like this look but I wish you'd gone like vintage baby spice. I only know because Ella was the only one who said, this is from the wannabe video. So I took a note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so glad I did. Um, yeah. And uh, I I you have to do different looks. Um, at this point, they didn't show us the look on the side though. That's what they normally do for these challenges, Night of a Thousand. They, but maybe they're, I don't know, trademarks and they could get them cleared or something. Uh, next up was Scarlet. She also did Scary Spice. This time you could see the, the green, sort of lime green, top she had underneath it the issue here was she didn't really sell this properly i scarlet is such a sweetheart isn't she like scarlet, <laughs> I, I like that girl but i there was just like things about it the hair didn't do it for me i was like what is no. this this is not giving me what it's supposed to give me and mm. then i looked at the green dress and i was like I can work with the dress and the shoe. Kind of, it feels very, what's, you said Pride, Pride Mark or Prime Mark? Prime Mark. Oh, yeah. Mark pennies, yeah. It, feel, it felt that way. And I was like trying to overlook it, but then the coat wasn't lined. And I was like, if you're going to be this basic about it, at least add more fabric to it so the coat can drag on the floor like a train. Because that's all I want when I see yeah, people true. on the main stage. I want drama. I want extravagance. Mm-hmm. If I'm a drag queen locally, and I get to go on Drag Race, everything I have, I'm going to add 10 more things to it to make it more extravagant before I go on TV. Yeah. So, I don't know. It yeah. was a bit basic. Yeah. It, it was. And I can see, like, I mean, the critique that 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 she got about, like, the, the, like, the knots and the hair, like, not really, like, they were kind of, like, they were more, like, they were a suggestion. Like, it was all, you could see, like, you recognized the leopard print on the lime green, and you, rec- like, you, you you could see it and knew what the reference was to, but it wasn't done in a way where you, it, like, if you look at like Crystal, it was like a luxurious reinterpretation that was elevated. Whereas if you look at like at Scarlet, it was kind of like this came out of like a Smithy's costume bag for Halloween, like for Halloween's at a Halloween store. Yeah. Yeah, and even like uh, Emma Bunton's critique that the kicking is more of a sporty thing rather than scary, and she did several kicks as well. So, yeah, it just was. I just thought it wasn't. She wasn't pitching it right for us. And yeah, like you said, it was probably a bit basic. Ella Day was up next. I was so glad. I was like, please don't give us all baby and sporty. So I'm glad we did get um, Mel and Jerry as well. I definitely saw sporty in the face and. The body and I thought the tattoos were a great um, yeah detail to have too. I loved her uh, her shoe. I was obsessed with it. <laughs> I <laughs> loved how simple it was, hearkening back to that old school Spice Girls outfit, but making it feel modern. And yeah. watching him do push ups on the main stage was a treat. <laughs> yes, so, yes, that was great. Yeah. Oh my good lord. <laughs> uh, yes, I really enjoyed the performance and like bringing an actual character to it and kind of like not like cause that was the thing, another thing about, about Scarlet was very sort of, you know, obviously coming off the performance was sort of a bit like apologetic and there was a real and like maybe that's another thing that didn't sell the, the scary thing because scary is meant to be so much like in your face. Whereas when you get to um to L of a day with the sporty so I think it had all the energy, it had all the like and I was like a bit tongue in cheek as well. I loved it. I thought it was really good. It's the most Ella has stood out, I think, in an episode so far, is this week. Definitely, yeah. And that's even with her dodgy vocals in the episode. Uh, (laughs) Someone who I think had their best runway to date is River Medway's Jerry Hallowell. I thought this was really spot on. I loved the wig. I loved the white streaks that she had. I definitely read Jerry Hallowell, even in a dark lane. I would have thought that was Jerry Hallowell. I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I liked River Medway's uh, outfit this week. It was really... It wasn't like my favorite on the runway. Actually, no, it was my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. It wasn't my favorite. I liked favorite. it, but I hated Actually, it. it was... <laughs> I, I had to like re- you have to go back and think about it. The, the color red was not the right red for the hair. And I was just so perturbed mm-hmm. by the sneakers. <laughs> and then I was like, why does it look so basic? Like it's literally mm-hmm. biker shorts and a tank. I just wanted it to be more. And that's what I mentioned earlier. Yeah. If it's if you're doing someone's look and their look is very pedestrian, drag mm-hmm. it out. Like you can't yeah. just do that. 
But I, I do think as well, like, first of all, those little like silver puby things coming out, like that's like, that's not like, that's not it. That's not on. Like it needed, like they needed to be huge. Those, those silver, those silver. Yeah, it's supposed to be attractive. Like, right. Yeah. And I, and I think like, I don't know, like Jerry was always like the one who was like, you know, she was out there, like you, like tight and ass out, tits out, like kind of, you know, and I just didn't get that from it. It was very restrained. And then, like, if you think about, like, Jerry now, where she's all kind of trying to be, like, Downton Abbey kind of thing, like, it's all, like, real, like, over-the-top kind of, like... Natural makeup, stuff. yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I don't know. If, like, do you remember the, like, do you remember the, the, like, the gown she wore at the beginning of the the the, the tour? I don't. The, the more recent... Did, did you go to them in Croke Park? No. You did. Well, she had this amazing gown that was made out of like the, the Union Jack flag. And it was exactly what you were saying, Michael, about it. it was drag. It was just like huge. It was what she had done in the 90s with the um with the the like the Union dress. Jack dress, but it was like a gown mm. and it looked amazing. Mm. Yeah, and I've I, seen pictures of it already. Yeah, no sure. And I just I just sort of felt like, why not do that? <laughs> like why not? Why not make that the thing you well, do? Well, that's it. I when when we were getting towards the end here, before we got into Treats May, I was like someone has to give us the union drag dress. Like that's the most iconic thing any of them has ever worn. And then I was worried that they were all afraid to be doing a kimono. And like, they were like, maybe that's the, the most obvious reference point where everyone tried to veer away from it. And then we ended up getting scary place three times. So I, I always think that must be the only reason why she didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. That could be it. But it's a, it's a missed opportunity because mm. I thought like I, I loved where I loved where River was going with us. I loved what she where she was going, but I don't think she got there. Yeah, that's fair enough. Agreed. Vanity, Vanity was next then with the third iteration of Scary Spice. Was this the best? I don't know. I, I mean, I based off the, the first two, I guess you're gonna have to give it to her because they were <laughs> they were not great. One was giving you a cat lady, and the other one was giving you like cheapest thing you could find you can tell that vanity puts a lot of effort into her looks however they just don't read that way mm. yeah so she was talking about all these rhinestones and i, I was like oh yeah i see rhinestones they're all they're there but it, the, i feel like the light was drowning out all of the stones because the stones were small and I wanted more drama from the hair. I wanted the waist to be more cinched. I appreciated that the shoe was giving me the left, the print as well as the outfit, but I just needed it to be better in a few ways. I felt it kind mm. of wore her in a way. Like, I don't think she had the, she delivered the personality to go with the, with the leopard print, I felt. Yeah. I feel like as if I've just, I've just clocked it in my head. The three scary spices we saw on the runway tonight where the sort of costumes that people wore to go see them when they were touring, not the sort of costumes you wear when you're coming out on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. Like that's getting dressed up to go see the Spice Girls in concert. That's not bringing it to the main stage of Drag Race. Yeah, you're you're totally right about that. There's so many things they, like, the, 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 the two that did the pantsuit, Charity and Vanity, I thought they had so they were on the right track because they could have elevated mm -hmm. that so much. I mean, a pantsuit on Mel B, come on. She yeah. that's what that's where she her zhuzh is. And they just phoned it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Finally, then Theresa May gave us the Cherry Hallowell, Ginger Spice. What I've been waiting for. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was great that she was like, I'm the one who's, you know, British citizen, least British here, and I'm the one bringing you the UK flag. I thought that was that was a nice touch. I didn't love the stringy bits, ethereal bits coming out of it. I would have proud it just been the dress, personally. But hey. I'm just frustrated that we didn't out of any of the judges get a Michiko Latino um, oh, reference yeah. to the to her the, solo The career. judges' puns were shit this week. They That's because Nicola so... Coughlin destroyed it for everyone else last week by being so hilarious. No, but I felt oh, like they goodness. were telling... 
Yeah, she was great. That, she was amazing. Everyone shut up and they just gave it to her. And I was like, bring her back every week. Yeah, I just thought this week they were all making puns and then laughing embarrassedly at how bad they were. And then like they'd say something and someone laugh and they're like, oh my gosh, you thought that was funny? That was bad. Like that was the energy the judges were giving me. Yeah, yeah. It was all very embarrassed. <laughs> uh, so pick and mix win. No surprise. Michael, if you were to have chosen an individual winner of the week, who would you have chosen? Mm. You know, I thought about this and I was like, on a performance level, pick and mix, they were all on the same level. They were equally great. So I'd have to choose the winner based off the runway. And the best runway out of all of them would have probably, it's between Theresa May and Hell of a Day, probably. Yeah, I I think that's... mm. Like, I think that for me, the best performance of an individual in the entire thing was Kitty Scott Claus. Okay. Obviously, not on the, the top team. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I, I, I would possibly, possibly give it to River Medway just because I felt the lyrics were really good and the performance was, was quite was was very strong i was kind of feeling the same more so based on the edit and like the amount of talking heads she was getting i was like you know it would feel right if she got the individual win at this point um but if i was judging i would have given it to Teresa probably as a win because i thought she mm-hmm. just brought such personality and individuality to her performance yeah yeah for sure uh, are we both in agreement that charity and scarlet were the right two to be lip syncing yeah 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 I was happy with it. Because I just knew that neither of them were going home before it even started. I was like, okay, well, let's, let's get this over with. Okay. You know, let's just, (laughs) let's just let this work out as it works out. Um, But yeah, like it was very much a foregone conclusion. Like the, the, even within the judges critiques, like there was no tension because it was like, Crystal, you were all right. Your look is absolutely out of this world. Yeah. Phenomenal. Amazing. Maybe give us a bit more personality. Kitty Scott calls you ace this competition. Let's have a, um, a love in moment with, uh, with, with Emma Bunton. And then it's like, you two, you were pretty crap. So, you know, like there was no even real need for a judge's critique separate, but it was like, these two are obviously lip sync. Yeah, it was pretty clear. Um, lip sync song with Spice Girls. Who do you think you are? Uh, would you have said that was the, your, song preferé for Spice Girls lip sync? Uh, maybe they couldn't afford Tell Me What You Want. I don't know. But I don't Want to be. I would have wanted um, like Tell Me What You Want, What You Really, Really Want. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. I like. I think that of the Spice Girls songs, I felt, and we were kind of talking about this before, I think that the, the Who Do You Think You Are worked the best for lip sync because it's the one that feels the most like a solo performance so you don't have that like weird jumping between different characters in it because spice of your life um would definitely have been one of the ones that i would have loved to uh, that i that i really enjoyed this but it's very frantic yeah um, and they're all singing over each other as well you know people of the world spice up your life you know? yeah so I, like i i liked it it's one of my it's one of my favorite spice girl songs but i do think like if you're going to go for an iconic spice girls moment then yeah like wannabe is obviously the one you you you, you would like to go for mm-hmm. um though of course i would have enjoyed a steps um so step song no, they, they, they couldn't have done from that their decades of hits from their yeah. decades of hits <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so double chante we don't really think it was deserved I think Charity should have said I think she gave a better performance I think Scarlett gave up at one point and was just shaking a a tissue oh like what was that Scarlett was was so desperate you can tell that's a moment where I said okay Scarlett can go yeah Yeah. I didn't even understand like this sort of and then like because I think that you've seen it sometimes with other queens where like they try and engage or interact with the other performer as part of their performance. And like, you need to read, like this person, you're both, you're both performing at that moment for a huge reward. So you need to be allowed to like be in your own performance. If the other person wants to engage or interact with you, that's fine, but you can't force the other person. I remember during like Alaska season, she used to do that an awful lot where she'd like walk over and like aggressively. And I'm like, no, that's not fair. Like you, you can't be kind of like, pushing in on someone else so I felt that I kind of just got uncomfortable when 
this sort of like, hey, hey, I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm going to pat you on the head with my with my towel for yeah. whatever yeah. reason. It's funny you mentioned you that. Know. I was just watching some old clips of Alaska lip syncing on season two of All Stars, and she did that a lot. That's why I caught yeah. you. I never won a lip sync because Alaska would take over the entire spiral Barrel over yeah. and be like, excuse me. <laughs> I ju- do you remember, uh, was it, was it who? Brenda LaCram was when I kissed a girl and whoever she was lip syncing against, she kept trying to kiss them and they just were not having any of it. I can't remember who she oh, was. Oh, it was against. with Shangela. Sha- yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And she kept trying to kiss and Shangela was not having any of it at all. <laughs> so it's going to happen. Right, before you go, who's going to win? Oh my God. Right now, I'm just going to say Theresa May because she is just so freaking infectious. But mm. if Crystal turns out to have a personality, crown her. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Aquarium in the making, if she can show us something good in Snatch Game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and most importantly, who's going to win Drag Race Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, do, you know, have... do you know many of the queens? I um, kind of worked with one of them uh, over the okay. summer. Um, I will be getting to know them more <laughs> throughout the season, but <laughs> I don't. I don't know. My favorite so far is a more Kamora Black. Is that no? That's a different girl. That's someone from. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Come on, my star. So many names. I don't know if you guys are struggling with everyone's names as well. Oh, completely. Yeah. I can remember the queens that I've just seen, and then it's just like, out of sight, out of mind. But there's one called Kamora. Uh, she's um, one. Kamora Amor. Amor, yes. Uh, mm. She has a really great personality. I feel like she is going to do well. Yeah, mm. I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited for for Canada season two. I'm. I, I really, really enjoyed season one of it. I thought it was. It was really. It was just so refreshing. Like it, to the to the to the genre, and not even not to have Rue and Michelle there as well. I thought actually brought a brilliant dimension to us. You know, I was very skeptic of them not being there, and then I was like, you know what? This is how it's supposed to be. It's so good mm-hmm. without them. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like Canada's Drag Race season two is going to have sort of an effect like. Uh, Drag Race UK series two, the girls are okay. just going to be that much more impressive with looks and everything because no offense to <laughs> season one of UK, but they were a little bit... They were dodgy. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you had freaking Ahura and Tace and all these girls. Bimini. Bimini. Oh. Like, even Lawrence had oh, some good looks. Lawrence well. turned it. And even um, Ella. Oh, yeah. She yeah. was Ellie a really Ellie, Ellie Diamond. Yeah. She was really good. And it just catapulted the UK to a different stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Based off yeah. what I'm seeing with the season two Canadian girls, I feel like we're going to have one of those moments. Cool. Yeah. So you're going to be recapping that on your YouTube channel yes. along with UK. So people can. Double the content to be. Double the content, guys. <laughs> I on Thursdays I react to uh, Drag Race UK Series Three. I put out <laughs> Drag Race Canada Series Two. Run, check that out as well. Uh, a lot of content. Yeah, Brilliant. we should we should have this little WhatsApp group where we just talk about all the things we could be doing if we weren't recapping Drag Race. <laughs> oh, I guess like having a social life, falling in love, going for drinks. I mean, you know. I think it was a great opportunity to kind of even the playing field as well because kind of my frustration so far has been. Crystal is doing really, really well, but we don't know her. The people we know and like aren't doing well. So at least we have people like Theresa May and Ella Viday and even River Medway, who I really like in this episode, get a badge on their chest. So I think that's mm-hmm. going to be good. Yeah, badges all around. Badges all around. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back with you next week. For people who join us in the workroom, we'll be back in your feed on Wednesday for the first episode of Drag Race Canada, which is going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will be. 
and head over to sissy.pod on Instagram follow us there we'll be announcing a live show very soon thank you to those of you who reached out and DM'd us and told us that you're looking forward to the show it was exactly what our egos needed <laughs> it absolutely was like because mm-hmm. we weren't we weren't we were if we hadn't got any of those DMs not only were we not going to do a live show we were going to like we were going to take Quit our ball and go home that was it the pod was over <laughs> yes you're listening to two people whose egos are very fragile at yeah. the moment. <laughs> but very very excited to be joined by as many of you as can come from Dublin in the Headstuff studio in late November for the finale of season three. I think it'll be really fun. And it's shaping up with this season to be a really like solid, fun season. So I think that'll be a good, I think it'll be a good night out. Absolutely. And I'll have details of where the after party's on soon. You know, wait till Keane's not in the room. Yes, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll chat to you next week. See you. Love you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.